So what I'd like to do today is uh, go back a little bit before uh, the Easter story, before the resurrection, uh, to go back in Matthew's gospel to that moment where Jesus died on the cross for you and I and for all the world. Because if you listen to this, some amazing things are happening. And I believe resurrection was already beginning, even before that early morning, that first day of the week when the women went to the tomb. We hear from Matthew's gospel, at that moment, now this is the moment that Jesus died on the cross, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tomb after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. At that that moment, that moment when Jesus breathed his last here on earth, on that moment when he died on the cross, God was already beginning to shake our world. The curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom. The, the curtain that symbolized the separation between us as humans and the holy presence of God was ripped asunder, torn completely in two so that there was no more distance between you and I and God. I picture God just walking out, walking around the temple, walking around the city like a regular person. We might say that the mask that was between us and God was lifted. It feels so good when you get home or you get to a place where you can take your mask off. Think of that every time you do that, that the, the, the curtain was torn in two and any, anything between you and I, anything standing in the way of our relationship with God was taken away. It was like God couldn't wait. He couldn't wait for Easter morning, like a, a kid waiting for an Easter basket or a Christmas present. He, he was already beginning to rip open our world, already beginning to, to stir things and shake things because when the temple curtain was torn in two, the earth shook and the rocks split and the tombs, the tombs were opened. Think of that, before Jesus was even laid in a tomb, other tombs had split from the earthquake, whether the rocks split or they were rolled away from the shaking, but the tombs in the cemetery opened. Now this was the Sabbath, so no one would go into the cemetery. God did something that nobody was going to see, but was gonna change the world forever. And then, and then it says that many holy people who had died were raised to life. That, I have a lot of questions about that. Many holy people who had already died were raised to life. And then they came out of the tomb 
When Jesus came out of the tomb, when Jesus was resurrected on Easter morning, they also came out of the tomb and they walked around the city. Dead people walking around like regular people. It's just amazing. Why don't we hear more about that? You know, like, hey, there's Uncle Jim. I was at his funeral. I went to the market and I saw Mabel and Leon buying a brisket. They're right there. They were dead for years. What would happen if that happened to you? Out of the corner of your eye, you'd say, that was Uncle Jim. Can't be. It must be someone that looked like Uncle Jim. Did you ever see somebody like that? It looks just like someone has already gone to heaven. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Jesus was raised from the tomb, but he wasn't the only one. These other people also came to life. And I'm confused that on Friday when he died, they were raised to life. But then they came out of the tombs on Sunday when he was resurrected. So I have a lot of questions. Were they just sitting in the tomb, just waiting? Were they trying to wake up slowly, Friday night, all day Saturday, Saturday night, just sitting there like they were waiting for a bus? So many, so many questions. But then, isn't that how it always is when God is working in our life. We have so many questions that, that God's ways are so different than our ways and, and God's ways are so much higher than ours and, and our understanding is, is just so, so minuscule of what God is doing. And sometimes we're just uncomfortable with the whole thing that we just put it aside. So when Jesus died, the curtain was ripped from top to bottom. Anything separating us from God was taken away. And even those people who had laid in death for years were raised to life and then came out of the tombs. When I think of this story, I, I think of being a kid and the first time I went to a, a funeral home. Now, I grew up in a family where I had two older sisters, and one was five years older, and the other one was nine years older. So my family vacillated between thinking I knew what my sisters knew, which I didn't, or I was just way too young to tell anything. Don't tell Alan anything. So they didn't. So I went to the funeral home with no talk, no preparation whatsoever, and had no idea what was going on. So I'm standing there and everybody was dressed up. So I thought, well, this must be something important. I had been to, to weddings or something. And it was the same group of people, you know, uh, the extended family relatives uh, were there and I had a little clip-on tie on, so I looked good. But then Uncle Lang, Uncle Lang was just lying there asleep, which seemed odd to me that no other celebration or thing I had been to with the extended family was somebody just laying there asleep. So I thought, he must be taking a nap. I take naps. I like naps. So he must be taking a nap before the big, the big wedding or something. And I think of that when I read this scripture about these people that had been done, dead were raised to life because in that moment, if Uncle Lang had sat up 
I would have been great. Everyone else would have had a very different reaction to it. But I thought that's what was going to happen. How did people react when Uncle Jim was walking down the street? Mabel and Leon were at the market. That the dead were walking around like regular people in, in the city. They appeared to many, many people. And I have so many questions. Did they, then they, did, did they live forever then? Did they live for a period of time and then they had to have a, another funeral for Uncle Jim and Mabel and Leon? Did they just walk around the city and then wander out into the wilderness, into the hands of God? Did they go up to heaven when Jesus went up to heaven? The scripture doesn't give us the details. It allows the mystery of God to lay there. That when Jesus breathed his last, the curtain of the temple was torn in two and the earth shook and the tombs opened and many who had died were raised from the dead to give us a, a preview, to give us a taste of what's to come, to give us a, just a glimpse or an idea of the power of God. And I love the idea that God couldn't wait God couldn't wait for Easter morning to just start shaking things up, turning our world upside down. Because that's what happened, you know. The natural order that we, we know and live in, that if something falls out of our hand, it's going to hit the ground. It's not going to float away. The natural order of things that, that people are born and then they grow old and then they die and go to heaven. The natural order of things, the way we understand the world, God was turning it upside down. He was saying it's no longer a matter of life and death, but it's a matter of death and life because life comes after death. The death has no power. Death is not the end. Death is not the, the final word. Death is not the finish. It's just a bump in the road towards life life eternal, everlasting life. That's what God was doing. He was saying that I'm changing everything in the world. I'm, I'm shaking it and, and rocking and rolling it and turning it upside down. Or maybe he was turning it right side up, that it was going from the natural order that we know to what he had created originally, that people lived forever. So what do, we, what do we do with all of this? It's, it's a little easier to, to understand that Jesus was raised from the tomb, but these other people, these other dead people walking around like regular people, what, what do we do with that? We, do, we don't experience that. We don't see that. Every Memorial Day, my family goes to the cemetery, and there's Uncle Lang's grave. He's right there with all the other Metzes and Brookses. We go on Memorial Day because we've always gone on Memorial Day. And we're Brookses, so we take clippers and uh, little shovels because these gravestones are flat and the grass grows over them and the leaves collect on them. So we go to work. We go to toil because we're Brookses. That's who we are. That's the order of life that we know. We go every 
Memorial Day weekend or sometime in that week and clip off the grass on the graves and, and clean them and, and pick up all the leaves. It's usually pretty hot and we're sweating. My dad was sort of extreme. He would take baby oil and wipe the, the markers so they would just gleam in the sun. But when I do that, it just sort of makes a muddy mess around. So I don't do that. But we put some water down and clean off the, the dirt and the debris of winter on those gravestones. But once, once we were there on, on this hillside that goes down and comes up to the road where we park our car, and in this cemetery, there's another hillside that goes up, and we were down there, you know, working like Brooks's and sweating and, you know, wiping our brows and picking up all the debris, and we stood up, and I looked up on that hill, and there's a family sitting in camp chairs with glasses, and they're lifting their glasses, and they're laughing. And I'm like, don't they understand this is a cemetery? Don't they understand that you're supposed to come here and work and sweat and toil? That's what you do. And then I thought to myself, and I said to Cheryl, well, that's a different way to go. That's a different way to go, to sit there with your loved ones and laugh and raise a glass. Now, the Brookses are Brookses, and I'm about the last one left, so we still toil every Memorial Day. But when I'm there, I remember that family on the hill raising the glass and sitting in the camp chairs. And I think there is a different way. There is a different way to live life. That God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and God stands ready to raise us up out of our toil out of our struggle in life, that God stands ready to, to tear apart anything that holds us back in life, to tear apart anything that gets in the way between you and the love of God. God's ready. He can't even wait to come into your life and rip that apart so you and God are face to face. And God stands ready to raise you and I up. Not just someday, but today. Not just in the future, but now. This week, he stands ready to lift us up from any place we are stuck. To raise us up in any way where we have grown tired. God can't wait God can't wait to come into your life and my life and just shake it up a little bit so that we can live in a different way, that we can be lifted above this, this daily grind, this, this toil and sweat of life, and we can raise a glass with God to life, to life. Amen.